0: Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game, the podcast where I, your host, Connor McCabe, bring on a guest to hear from them about a meaningful video game from their past. On the show, we talk as much about what made playing that game fun, special, and what stood out to the guest, as we will about what was memorable, about the context of when they had this uh, this meaningful time with the video game, and any memories, broad or specific, that they might have. Uh, there's a few ways you can support the show. The first way you, is that you can follow us uh, and interact on social media. We're on both Instagram and Twitter. You can find the show on Instagram at Call Me By Your Game Pod and on Twitter at Call Me By Your Game. Uh, but there's just one Y in the Twitter username, so it's just B Y O U uh, R. There is also links to anything I uh, I or my guest plugged today will be in the show notes. So feel free to scroll down and click. Uh, regardless of where you're listening. You can also uh, rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Uh, if you leave a five-star review and, I don't know, share something you like about the show, whether it is uh, you know, your favorite episode, your favorite guest, a memorable moment, maybe even a game that you hope will get uh, covered at some point, then I'll go ahead and read it on the show. I only see the Apple Podcast reviews, though, so if you leave one anywhere else, Feel free to uh, reach out to us on social media and uh, let us know that you left one because I'd be happy to uh, be happy to read that and that because we really appreciate it. Helps our visibility, helps more people find the show, and that's uh, all I really want. You can also share the show with a friend, whether they love video games in general or the video game that we are discussing on the main event today. And then, lastly, you can also check us out on Patreon. We're over at Patreon.com/slash/super npc radio and that's npc like non-player character and there you can find a bunch of bonus content not just from me and call me by your game but from the creators of video games the comedy show the reactivators and inside video games and gaming uh in fact uh we are just wrapping up our donkey kong games club or for for the fall of 2022 2022 there i'm speaking uh well again I even jumbled, I stumbled over that, uh, so we'll see how this goes. But, yeah, we've been covering uh, uh, the mainline Donkey Kong series, eight of those games. We did ten Metal Gear Solid games earlier this year. Um, all that's available at the $10 DJ Toad tier, um, but we've got stuff at every tier if you uh, support us. So, yeah, patreon.com slash super but that'll do it for the housekeeping of the show. And we'll introduce our guest uh, in an open world. Please welcome to the microphone, uh, one-time Call Me By Your Game co-op guest, Will Evans. Hi. Hi, everybody. Uh, thank you so much for having me, Connor. Hey, you're so gosh darn welcome. I'm glad to have you. Uh, quite recently, as I already just previewed, you joined. Uh, you and actually recent guest Nick Park both joined me uh, for a co-op uh, roundtable episode on the return to monkey island a recent uh release uh and i told you both i was like i gotta get you both back on soon and here you are you know separated by a top 10 episode that i did uh for my birthday uh but here you guys are back to back essentially yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah. yeah. I, I saw them i saw them on the feed and uh that was fun you know i i just recently bought the uh uh, a gift card for the Nintendo switch shop and uh I, I had no idea what to buy and then I yes. saw that you posted that and I was like you know it, I'll, I'll, I'll go I'll go there I'll just go buy that which <laughs> one I did you it. get I got Return to monkey oh Island yes because, because that, yeah, yeah, because, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> was that's like right which and what switch, switch controller in one hand you know eShop on you know going, going through Instagram board see yes. post and I'm like okay all right yeah and you know what I, 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 yeah, I'll do that. I like as, point and click.
0: Yeah. So yes, as you and I were, we're like just talking about that. That's so, that's so funny. I'm glad it happened. Cause that was such a fun episode, um, to, to do and to talk to both of you about a game I really enjoyed from this year. Um, so yeah, you've reached, so some people, the patrons have heard you recently, but you're a first time guest to the, the, the traditional format of the yeah. show. Um, Will we know each other through some mutual friends uh, in, Los Angeles, in Los Angeles, namely the King Prince Michael Hearn? So shout out to our sweet boy. Um, okay. But what do you want to share with the listeners about uh, who you are or anything you've been up to lately? Blank uh, slate yeah. here. You can tell them anything, and they'll buy it.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a, you know it's an interesting story because you know, you I could just do what I've been doing in interviews lately of just being like, you know, I was trying to uh pivot my career towards like legal and business affairs, get out of production, get out of creative, try to stamp <laughs> this part out because I know I gotta like have a career and like have a future and stuff. And then I get that degree, get the dream job, and then COVID happens. And I was like, Gosh. whatever well maybe life is this random maybe COVID happened in order to get me back into creative stuff and everything yeah it's like a way to tell you know like so um and uh, since then I've been kind of returning more to creative uh, work and you know I've been working on um uh, a short film I I made that with Michael uh, I've been trying to I'm producing his next short film hey wait a, um, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm really excited about that. I met Michael mostly out of like, you know, kind of COVID desperateness of just like, I've been following you on a social media platform for years. Do you yeah. want to just up? And like, yeah, yeah. And then I did. And now I'm just trying to do that again as many times as possible because it, yeah. it works so well with Michael. Uh I met Michael the same night I met you. Uh we oh my gosh. Before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, that you know, we, we did this, you know, like a bar hangout and yes. Uh, and then I proceeded to see Michael a lot and I proceeded to see you like like one other time
0: yeah like intermittently at a <laughs> yeah, Hearn function uh yeah. Well, you know, Hearn is just known for bringing the people together. Um, that's incredible. I didn't realize that was the same night. I remember that it that night very vividly uh because I think a friend of ours was in town who was a friend of another mutual friend. I mean, it was guest of the show. Connor Arakaki was visiting L.A. And sort of what you're talking about, like having made a connection during, you know, a very deep period of COVID, uh, some of our friend group who knew him, we all decided to get together and then we got to meet you, too, which uh, what a what a fortunate happenstance. Um, But yeah, but yes, yeah, so you've been getting back into all sorts of stuff like that. That's really exciting. Um did you did you have anything that you were like ready to plug or you're like I'm going to hold off because I want to wait till something's out. I just want to leave the floor open to you.
1: Uh well, I you know, I just published the website so I have a personal creative oh, website up now and you can find all my work there. It's uh www.william-there's a dash So uh william evanscom you can find a lot of my creative work my past creative work and uh i'll be publishing a short film later in 2023 i'd like to try to get some festivals in for that but um a lot of my updates will be coming from that website from here on out okay uh, sweet yeah and, and i'm also just writing a whole lot i have two pilots uh that up there that um you can request for more information on ooh um, so yeah i'm 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 trying to get I'm trying to push myself back into it or at least, you know, the the whole kind of uh, way in, I guess is like, you know, either be a, I could try one side or the other side. I'm just trying to open them all now, like any avenue to get
0: (laughs) a work. (laughs) You know what? That's, I really think that is, you know, personally, I think that's an awesome way to do it because you don't know what is going to be the thing that strikes for you whether it's writing or producing or what have you. Like there's, I mean, even I can just say for myself, like I never thought that video games would be anything more than a hobby or even this the podcasting that we do. And because of, you know, me doing this podcast, I've had several opportunities uh, that ended up being creative opportunities, had no idea that was possible. So like the same is possible for you and anybody else who has multiple interests and open themselves up to that so so we're gonna need an update at some point
1: right right I will say also one other thing to even put the connections even farther
0: back throw it that, to us
1: yeah I did a podcast uh I did a podcast with my friend Randy during covid and we had Nick Costanza on before no. I even met Hearn before I met you before any I didn't even Randy knew Nick and uh, we had him on a podcast. That was kind of ill-fated because it was just, uh, I kind of realized, you know, like, if we want to get behind the veil here, that you need kind of like a pop culture connection in podcasting in order to really, you know, for it to stick. We did a podcast about high school experiences. Oh, and, I love uh, that. That Yeah. Yeah. And there's some, some that are successful yeah. in that area. But it's also just a hard road. To, you know, it's a hard thing to get you know eyes on you know i i look at your game i look up the episode you know the games that i played and like yes yes it's good discussion to have or games i just played you know Um, high school a little harder It's <laughs> <Because laughs> also everyone wants to be like I was just a lonely nerd you know lose like you know and you're like really you were everyone was who was the bully we didn't have any bullies on
0: hmm, weird no one <laughs> propped themselves up as the bully uh <laughs> it was costanza I'll tell you um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh that's man yeah the connections run deep well will I'll be sure to put the link to your uh to your website in the show notes so people can just click it do you, I just just curious for myself do you have and maybe I, I feel like there's a chance I asked you this on Return to Monkey Island. Do yeah. you have a title for your short that you're looking to put out next year?
1: Uh, it's called You Don't Know Her. And it's awesome. about uh, a dissolution of two friends. Uh, uh, two the, the, the dissolution of a friendship between two friends, one that moved back home. They were both actresses that tried to make it in Hollywood. I don't know if this is relatable at all. It's probably like so niche. Um, no, keep going. I'm, I'm into <laughs> no, it. No, yeah. no, I know. It's like, I, I, but one moved home and the other one stayed in Hollywood and they're trying to, they're having a conversation that keeps cutting forward to mm. their uh, conversation with their partners, kind of analyzing the conversation that they had, trying to like justify why, one decided to stay and one decided to you know move back home um yeah i i i I, i'm really proud of it it's just the i've been edit i edited it for like 50 hours straight and i've been trying to pull myself back into uh just working out those kinks of like the audio the color correction maybe a new take here and there you know yeah so um, awesome to get that done soon and then submit that and michael helped kelsey helped uh, of course. try to try to pull kelsey on the podcast see if we can get her yeah <laughs> talk about a game but um but uh she was art direction and michael helped produce so now i'm returning the favor to help produce his next short
0: that's so. awesome well awesome we'll keep an eye out for that and definitely have a link uh in the show notes to your website uh will before we get into your general history with gaming will you please introduce the title of the game you've brought on for the main event today
1: Connor we are going to close shut the jaws of oblivion
0: gorgeous uh I'm yeah. really excited I'm really excited about this uh I it's a game that we'll get into it a little bit but I don't have yeah. personal experience playing but I have very specifically one person in my life who loved this game so I'll be sure to talk about that too um but will let's get into your general history with gaming because I don't remember how much we even touched on it. In the Return to Monkey Island episode recently, but why don't you take me back to either to around like the first time you remember taking an interest in games, whether they were just around or you remember uh, being interested yourself.
1: Yeah, well, it all goes back to like, maybe like 95 or 94, when I was just, uh, I'm so old. Um, But um, (laughs) when I was (laughs) watching, you know, my cousins, uh, you know, play uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on the SNES, or uh, Super Mario Kart, or, you know, and, and always wanting to play, but never, you know, because I was the youngest cousin, you know, not, not being allowed to or oh my gosh waiting till they go downstairs to you know do something and then me and the younger cousins would take up you know the the control yes and,
0: for your brief few minutes of of bliss yeah and then lose like constantly <laughs> <laughs> die constantly
1: and they're like well you, you restarted us what the hell you know you unpaused
0: and you know all that." yes stuff. did but, you uh, um i think you you maybe mentioned this did you move around as a kid or did you live in a specific place yeah i moved around um yeah
1: i'll i'll get to that in okay, just a cool. second I'll, I'll say like you know my family oh i i saw i you know i saw them having these consoles and everything and one day my parents were just like you know what we should get them a console got me a super nes and uh got really into you know nintendo i was like, like a nintendo boy um and then you know i i remember the big memory of uh, my life uh, is, and one of the first big regrets of my life is, is that I sold the Super NES so I could get that N64. I really, Ooh. really wish I didn't do that, you know. So, but I mean, the you know, the kids had the new thing, you know. You got it's almost like you know the the neighbor with the car. The car next door is new. You got to get, you know. You feel
0: like this kind of competitiveness to keep up with the McCoys or or whatnot. Yeah. Um, well, it's hard too, you know, like you see, especially I remember that time period and seeing Mario in 3D and Super Mario 64 was hypnosis, uh, essentially. So how are you supposed to say no to that? I can't blame you at all.
1: Right. Yeah. And also, like, for me, it was not just that. It was also like Rogue Squadron. I was like,
0: holy crap. Oh, yeah. Star Wars games-
1: game where you are in the crafts yeah
0: that game still rules though i love rogue squadron i recently well this is we're, we're talking about you but anyway i like this the sequel as well uh rogue rogue leader which is a gamecube yeah. launch title uh um okay so yeah so you were yeah. like into nintendo games got an n64 right. N
1: 64 did mario kart 64 my dad loves mario kart 64 oh. that's, the, that's how i got my dad into uh At all we we would yoshi i'd play yoshi he'd play peach um and that's like the only he would only play racing games for with me uh, you know over the years so um but yeah that was that was a big thing around uh yeah so we moved around 99 and uh you know i went to a private school for a while uh and these kids got the gamecube and then you know i got the gamecube and like kind of spring 2002 um And I got, you know, Song Adventure 2 Battle. Oh, yeah. That was like a real, that was the big, that was the big one for me. Uh, You know, um, trying to think, Uh, you know, Super Smash Brothers Melee. I remember going down in the kids' basement and watching that opening be like, oh my God.
0: Like, I have such a similar memory (laughs) of, which is, I had somehow, I mean, this was, the internet was around in 2001, 2002, but it obviously wasn't what we know it to be today. So it's not like you were going on, Either Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, whatever, and seeing this, um, I was a Nintendo Power kid, and I still didn't know the majesty of what was to come. And I've told this story many times. I think I told it on the top ten episode we just did. But seeing that opening cinematic play out of Force Smash Melee was a just a life changing moment for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. good. Do you ha- did you have uh This is a little far back, but do you yeah. remember who you like to be in Smash? uh yeah young link young link was my too yeah for sure i love
1: young link and then Toon link you know and brawl and then Toon Mm -hmm. link ever since basically because i win waker's like top five game um but uh but you know also you know when you're moving around a lot as a kid and you're kind of introverted it's the the one way to connect with people is over games Mm -hmm. especially young boys you know i i um I was also into Pokemon a lot and I had the, you know, the, the cable that you can, you know, kids who, you, uh, trade and you battle. And I think the kid that the kid, his name's Russell, I'll call him out. I think the, (laughs) one of the reasons why he invited me over is because I had an Entei, a Pokemon, you know, (gasps) like one of those legendary Pokemons and he wanted to trade that. I was like multiplying Entei's because I found the game, you know, that, that like code and gold and silver where you can multiply, um, Pokemon.
0: You remember it? I remember. I remember specifically the one, the item uh, duplication glitch in Red and Blue. Yeah. But I do remember hearing. I think I remember hearing about a a similar glitch with Gold and Silver. I think it had to do with like, was it putting a Pokemon in your PC? You would like shut it yeah. off as it was saving. Yes. Yes. How do yes? I so know this?
1: Found- <laughs> i'm kind of surprised that you remember it because i wasn't going to be able to recall it but yeah that was uh that was the big glitch at the Mm. you know that you you would hear kids kids would like take the and be like show you and this is what you do and then you do it and then you put it back on and uh yeah like that was the way before you know uh uh online video stuff and everything so you know it was all it was all a little more innocent a lot more fun and now everything's like
0: you know, find the glitch a week before the game releases. Yeah, someone (laughs) gets the like, steals the code and figures everything out. Yeah, it was. Yeah, we were very lucky to grow up in a time where there was so much. The playground chatter was just like so and so fun to be a part of because you didn't know what was like real or not. Yeah, 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 yeah and so um in 2003
1: i moved from virginia to arizona mm. uh and that is where uh amongst other things met ryan barton which is another yes. crazy connection oh <laughs> my gosh just told it, and then i met so i i, I i'm sorry this is a, a side note uh i i went to a summer film camp and uh i watched that dvd recently and what and like just i was like casually like oh I'll just like see who these people are, see if I can find anybody. I found like half of everybody in that. No, and way. like most of them are still into film. And uh and I talked to one of them, the guy who starred in my uh little short film. Oh, but um, anyway, okay. uh went to Arizona and I found out that no one plays GameCube, everyone's playing Xbox, you know. oh and, uh, played Halo and uh died Famously. a whole bunch of Halo, but Ari- like
0: Arizona land of the Xbox, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's, you know, it's an American made company, you know, so, you know, maybe this Japanese stuff is a little too blue state for them, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, uh, but, uh, but yeah, uh, you know, I, I died a whole bunch in Halo and by mm. I was, I remember like laughing at like my corpse flying in the air. So yeah. It's like that. That was the thing that sold me the game. I hope you can't hear the air. Yeah. Mm. Can you hear that? No, well, I okay. can't hear a thing um there's a air blower pretty loud right right behind me just right by uh, you
0: sounds okay on my end okay um well good uh,
1: yeah so anyway uh that's when i started getting some more xbox and i kind of was like nintendo's for kids babies which i I I like cringe when I think about that now because I still I was like I still like kind of a closeted Nintendo fan. I still had my GameCube and everything and I would meet friends that were like more into Nintendo later but I really got heavily into Xbox. Had a lot yeah. of like LAN parties and stuff
0: like that. Mm, uh, fun. TVs. <laughs> I love that. That's how I got introduced to Halo was going to a birthday sleepover with some new friends from junior high who had a who did a land party. Two TVs, eight people could play at a time. It was also life altering. Very cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's also it's you know, and we're kind of leaning into it a little bit. I hope I I could go I could go deeper into any aspect of this, but that's also when I started playing those kind of uh, RPGs. You know, another oh. one we were going to talk about earlier, but I recently revisited and was like, uh, this does not hold up as uh, Knights of the Republic. Um, but that yeah. story, like that, was truly a, a game where that story was like, "Oh, I, this is there's like stuff that you can do in games that you can't do in like film or or literature through story." And and that the twist in that game um, really uh, blew my mind, and also the whole I, I, an idea about redemption in general, uh, yeah. which was really uh, stirring to me as a kid. So,
0: um, oh, that's cool. That's. I, I finally spent a little time, maybe five hours at most, with that game because it got a Switch, uh, re-release, uh, and I was very fascinated by it. But I was just like, I don't have the time to like get really sucked into this deep, deep world. But um, still would like to someday. What was it about the game that didn't hold up? Did it just feel dated?
1: The the combat, uh, you mm-hmm.
0: know, I I it's trying to do that thing
1: of like between turn based and action and you you either it it felt very like much like I think maybe someone kind of it's kind of like Final Fantasy 12 where yes you're not it feels like you're not as active in it or you have to like pause pull up a potion you know and Mm -hmm. you know heal yourself it's not as it's not as fun it's it's a hard thing to do because I recently started playing Final Fantasy 10 you know first time and that it's turn-based, but it's fast. And you feel like you, you know, things are moving and happening. And then 12, you know, I got like 20 hours into 12 and just kind of got bored by the combat. You know, it's a lot of grinding in that one, but 10, just just so well paced and the combat's well paced.
0: 10 Um, is uh 10. I, I really love that game. That's the only final fantasy I've ever not counting seven remake. It's the only one I've ever seen to the end and i think for me as much as i love many elements of the game the combat is my absolute favorite part of that game yeah. i and here's the big thing for me is being able to switch out any member of your party and you're not penalized for it you can just move i oh, i love that so yes. much
1: yes Yes, exactly. And and with 12, the problem with 12, I think is that it's, it, and we'll kind of go into this because I have a lot of problems with the industry and Oblivion is a good place to talk about it. But like the problem with 12 is that they kind of do online RPG kind of thing where it's like mm-hmm. you point, you do the thing. And you know, you're just kind of waiting. You're more watching the game than playing it.
0: Yeah, it's MMO like um, or re- it's reminiscent of what I it seems like Xenoblade is. Um I've yeah. never I have to admit I have never played one, but yeah, like your are your commands are sort of playing out. Um, and yeah, you just don't feel as active as you said. I'm just repeating what you said, but no, I can it's relate okay. to that.
1: I played Xenoblade 15 minutes and exactly like that. Okay. And I was really, <laughs> really bored. Yeah. Um, so I get that. You know, like you know final fantasy 10 and persona five also does like you know like there's there's like the combat feels like moving and and persona five also has like a great jazz score with it so you're just like and it's like the same song but you're like you know what i love the song
0: oh (laughs) yeah well um, Anyway, got... I
1: could talk about that game, as you, as
0: I told you. About. Oh, that game. I've, uh, there's so many people who, who love that. And especially with the uh, royal version coming to Switch recently, there's like a whole new wave of people playing it. And it's one that, like, if I were to be shot off to a desert planet, uh, I would love to play that game. But it's yeah. another that I'm like, ooh, do I? I have, like, one of those in me a year where yeah. it's, like, yeah. 80 to 100 hours, and that's it. <laughs> um, yeah. Will, I've got a few questions for you. Okay, about your history with gaming. Yep. Have you ever had like um a period uh, like a dark period where you haven't played as much or had like a big gap in gaming and and if so when was that? Yeah.
1: Uh and I think I've talked about this a little bit on the Monkey Island episode. Yeah, um, but 2013 to 2019, I you know, I, I could even go the on this in the obl- when we talked about Oblivion officially, but um I think in that period I started feeling that games like big and, and this is mostly big A A games because that's what I was playing mostly at the time. Uh, and that's maybe my discovery later, uh, you know, be beyond that. But um, I felt like they were going into one of two places. One, like the story driven stuff was just getting darker and more kind of like, you know, like fa- dark fantasy, Last of Us zombies, you oh, know, it was kind of like trying to be super serious games um, where, uh, you know, it was uh, not like, it was story driven but it was they they were taking away choice i felt more they, sure, they were taking yeah. away kind of your own like like moral or philosophy kind of thing and then the other place it was going was uh, mmorpgs you know mm-hmm. like everything was online people you know this is at the beginning of i don't know if it's where fortnite maybe it was a little few few years later but it it was it was the seeds of that like i feel elder scrolls and like fallout you know like bethesda could have you know, license out Elder Scrolls to um, Obsidian and did like, you know, their own New Vegas with Elder Scrolls, but they didn't. They just made Elder Scrolls online, you know, Uh, Knights of the Republic. I love this franchise so much. I wanted like another, a third one in the, in the crown, but they made an online game. It was, Mm. it was, it was around this time when I realized that like capitalism (laughs) doesn't really have the best interests of, people you know of like fans at heart like they they saw the shiny thing of mmorpgs and they just ran towards that and you know it's it's not you know it wasn't like a, it it didn't feel like i was being you know marketed to anymore
0: yeah it's funny i mean it's it's interesting that you say that because i absolutely agree and it's so funny to see how that plays out in different eras like that was starting then now it seems to be then there was a long period and this is still around where obviously where microtransactions loot boxes were new and all over the place and those of course they've they've stuck around in a way now it seems to be like the subscription model or or like a live a game that they call like a living game where it's just constantly updating which can be fun but then there's like oh, they are finding ways to, you know, make more transactions happen. It's, which, mm-hmm. you know, also is, that is even a bit of a nuanced conversation, but it's so interesting to see how that version takes place in different eras Uh, right. for that idea. So, yeah, it's a bummer, but yeah, that's, that's right. That was also like a slow period of gaming for me too, where I was just occasionally playing some stuff, but very, but was not as like, plugged in as i am now or as i was during like the gamecube or early wii days uh
1: it was interesting because i think you know it was also maybe like wii u came and it wasn't the innovator people were wanting and so the industry kind of jumped back it's in a way nintendo's so influential in that way because it's it's they they innovate in one way and if they don't innovate for a generation then everyone just kind of goes back to what they were (laughs) doing which is just like this this battle towards graphics getting more realistic and then you're like i don't i don't really care about you know like that's the whole wind waker debate you know like yeah. i don't care about getting more realistic i just care about it being more beautiful or or interesting or unique um yeah. but uh, but yeah also uh, this is where lost. i lost i you know this is the one thing that i kind of wish i was back you know in that era is which is where the souls born game started yes um getting uh so i'm i'm kind of at a loss with elden ring i i want to try to try it out i keep inching towards it but i i don't know yet i don't know
0: yeah Um, uh that's have you played a souls game before or is it that's something you say you missed out on and you wish you would have been able to dive into
1: um i played a little bit of i think a demo of um dark souls i think Mm. i played a little bit of elden ring i i rented elden ring but it's one of those games I felt that I, personally, I just really like stories and games. Yeah. So anything that's like, like really like not rigorous in a story or, or whatnot, I'm going to kind of zone out, but I found that combat, you know, it was, it was, it was fun. It was interesting. Mm. I And I'm thinking about it. It's also like a little bit of like what, why I love Zelda so much. It isn't so much the combat, but the puzzles, the puzzles were yes. always the thing that really drive me and you know i once i completed all the puzzles in breath of the wild i was just kind of like okay you know like kind of done
0: <laughs> yeah um,
1: but i'm hoping um yeah i'm hoping I, you know i don't think Elden ring has many puzzles i'm not sure maybe i have to jump into it again um but uh, but yeah, story is is a real big thing for me. The mm-hmm. only games I did play in that period were the Ace Attorney games on yes. Switch. Oh, uh, not Switch, the 3DS and, and oh. Fire Emblem, which I really love. Um. So, but
0: oh, that rules. Uh, man, so much. There's yeah, like you said, there is so much you can just like dive into at any moment. Uh, so a uh, couple more questions for you okay, before I'll we see. as we wrap up your sort of general history with gaming. If you were to look back. Uh, on your history do you have a personal favorite console of all time Mm,
1: that's a hard question
0: i want your favorite child
1: part of me wants to say 360 but because i i really that was where but like but then i remember the red ring of death and stuff like that yeah so um, I, I really did like the GameCube. I, I think it was just so small and compatible, you know, and uh, I, I think a lot of the games on there were, were you know, like very interesting and fun. Um, Wind yes. Waker, uh, you know, it was a very much a, a party
0: console that you could bring around. Because um, we all were carrying it by the handle, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly, exactly. A lot of those ideas were coming that you know that with the switch you know are yeah. are there now i i do really love the switch though i i, I have to Me say too. i know people kind of see it as a joke console every now and then or or like the nintendo console you know where they play the only first player games but I mean i you know it can it's it it does the the um first studio games whatever um you know you can pick it up put it down you know play it docked or handheld that's that's just really great uh it's also great. like very much a steam deck basically steam deck before yeah. the steam deck yeah um the, the
0: nintendo steam deck almost uh just yeah a little less just not as powerful but still so great in its own way
1: yeah there's a lot there's i don't know i would probably say still the gamecube i i really yeah. that was just uh it was fun just you know that opening when the you could like hold down certain things and do the monkey noise or you could like Hold it one way and go the other way. You know, there's so many, so many uh fun little things that they did with it.
0: Um, it's such a quirky console, but also one of my all-time faves. As I I like peer over and look at mine plugged into the to an old CRT TV. I just love that thing. I've, uh, any chance I can get to play a GameCube game on it, I mm-hmm. I try to take. Uh, this year I played Luigi's Mansion all the way through. Uh, and some Mario Baseball last year. I played through Metroid Prime for the first time on my GameCube, and it's great. Um, last question for you is uh, recently, and you may have actually brought this up already. Have has there been a game or two that have uh, you know, g- gotten its hooks in you recently that you've enjoyed?
1: uh there's a lot i mean i i finished a lot of games this year so i mean i could just nice. go
0: oh yes you sent me a little list <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I, I i did talk a, a bunch about forgotten city uh oh, that's
0: right
1: i would really love to do an episode with you on forgotten city because i have this idea for a gimmick where you cough and we'll just restart the episode and yeah. you and you only have the knowledge and i just start you know and be like what we're we're, we're starting the oh, episode that's again.
0: that's a fun idea
1: Maybe someday do that, yeah. you know. Um, you know, but I, I I did love that. That it, it was a puzzle, uh, like you know, it's a, a time loop puzzle. Um, but I also got into all the the games. I forget the studio, but like it takes two, a way out, and brothers. Yes, uh, I don't.
0: Sons. I don't remember that company's name or that that director.
1: Hazel Light, Hazel Light, maybe that.
0: I think that's correct. Um, I love those.
1: Those I mm. I. I It takes two rivals like Odyssey, uh, Super Mario Odyssey, personally, and, you know, just got to get a co-op. There's a part in that that is so like, like UCB style sketch comedy, you know, in that, you know, where, uh, you know, the game that they play like the game of like something super brutal, like a torture scene done in the very kiddie way yeah (laughs) that's all i'll say but it's it's pretty really well written like as a like very funny yeah
0: that game was i thought the platform because i played about the first two thirds of that with someone who was uh a good friend who was uh, staying with me after he moved back to la for a little bit and we Mm -hmm. played yeah about two thirds and i just couldn't get over how good and creative the platforming was i and i love the puzzles i thought it was gorgeous uh had a really good time with that too. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I have a, you know also you know I have to shout out the quarry. I don't know if any I don't know if anyone has played the quarry on the v video games a comedy show, but that game I you know it's it's very much a a choose your own kind of adventure. Uh, but uh, you know, kind of like what the quantum quantum dreams games were like, you know, mm. um, heavy rain and stuff like that. But it's like yes. a horror movie. It's a very cheesy horror movie um and uh it's it was just me and my uh fiance just passed the controller back and forth and tried to keep everyone alive that's the kind of yes narrative trick of those games but uh but yeah those that's i mean and of course return to monkey island i mean i could just go through the list we could have done an episode in kirby and the forgotten land yeah
0: that's one that i missed from this year that i like would it's part of my like leftovers from the year that i really would like to do or had like some games that i started and didn't finish but um will thanks so much for sharing about your general history with gaming uh we're gonna take a quick break and then when we come back we'll talk about all things oblivion so i'll see you on the other side Bye. Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game. Of course, here to discuss the Elder Scrolls IV Oblivion with Will Evans. Will, hello. All right, so like I said before the show, I'm going to get into a little uh, history and context uh, just to set the table for what this game is for people. Uh, And then if you want to jump in at any point or if you're like, ooh, it's imperative that we add this detail about the game before we get into your personal history... Uh, I'm giving you free reign right now, Will, just so you know. All right, gotcha. Okay, cool. Otherwise, I'll uh, I'll talk for a bit. Uh, But here I go. Uh, The Elder Scrolls IV Oblivion is an open-world action role-playing video game developed by Bethesda Game Studios and published by Bethesda Softworks and 2K Games. It's the fourth installment in the Elder Scrolls series following 2002's Elder Scrolls III Morrowind and was released for Microsoft Windows and Xbox 360 in 2006 followed by the PS3 version in 2007 taking the place within the fictional province of Cyradil is that how you pronounce it no it's Cyradil
1: Cyradil um, Whoo, um, close call i will say the, uh, the something about Morrowind really quick Please. is that tsunami would have a video game review segment and I remember right. very clearly them talking about this game and they, they, uh, you know, at one point they are like, you know, there is no like quick travel button. I remember, you know, like that kind of thing, but yes. so you have to like, you know, it was like this huge world and they kind of described it and it sounded so fascinating. It sounded so fascinating. It sounded very like a PC game. And I was like, I, you know, I, I didn't really even know what PC was PC yeah. as like a game, you know, like what kind of PC games were, but they always felt like they were so big and massive and and while our games, you know, console games were so linear and so like, mm. you know, to, to the point. So I just wanted to point that out the, that there was I never played Morrowind personally, but um, and maybe someday I will, but I, I just remember there was this kind of legacy with Morrowind uh, that
0: uh kind of made me want to get Oblivion. Interesting. So. I bet it reached a lot of other people who saw that as well. You, prob- I'm sure you weren't the only person. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. Uh, so, you know, the, the game's main story focuses on the player character's efforts to thwart a fanatical cult known as the Mythic Dawn that plans to open a portal gates to a demonic realm known as Oblivion. The game continues the open world tradition of its predecessors by allowing the player to travel anywhere in the game world at any time and to ignore or postpone the main storyline indefinitely. A perpetual objective for players is to improve their character skills, which are numerical representations of certain abilities, uh, hence uh, RPG mechanics uh, of, of your skills and attributes. Uh, early in the game, seven skills are selected by the player as major skills for their character, with those remaining termed as minor skills. So you can specialize your character, uh, which is pretty common for these Bethesda open-world RPGs. Um, development... For the game began in 2002 directly after the release of morrowind opting for tighter pacing and gameplay and greater plot focus than in past titles mm-hmm. to design the graphics bethesda used an improved havoc fi- physics engine high dynamic range lighting procedural content generation tools that allowed developers to quickly create detailed terrains and the radiant ai system which enabled non-player characters npcs to make choices and engage in behaviors more complex than in past titles. I I actually when doing a little bit of research for this episode and finding some of the uh, fun facts that I'll be sharing yeah. with you at the end. Um I learned that they had a lot of issues with the players with the NPCs having their own goals because at first they didn't have enough uh in game rules and parameters for them. So they would just go haywire. And it yeah. just like blew <laughs> up the game because they would like yeah. kill an important character that you needed to progress in a quest or get rid of like a skooma dealer that has something special. Um, So I guess they had some funny issues with that, which just cracked me up.
1: Connor, have you played Skyrim?
0: Yes. Skyrim is a a spoiler for the listener who haven't listened to last week's episode. It's in my top 10 favorite games of all time.
1: Okay. And you haven't played Oblivion.
0: Can you believe that? Skyrim was my entryway into the series, even though I knew of Oblivion before. I, I would totally go back and try it out at some point.
1: Yes. Yeah, you should. Because I'm going to say, and I, you know, this is going to be a hot take. You could put it in the headline. Oh, of the Oh, please. Uh, I think Oblivion is overall a better game than Skyrim. I think Skyrim has better moments. Mm. But I think Oblivion, when I was playing Skyrim, I, I remember being like, oh, this doesn't go as far as Oblivion. You know, all oh. the guild stuff. All the guild yeah. stuff, in my opinion, in Oblivion. Far more interesting, complex uh oh. weirder stories. <laughs> uh some of the side quests are way more interesting than Skyrim in mm. my opinion. Um and there's one big difference and we'll get to it uh soon, but I I want you to finish Do you Ooh. have anything else to say.
0: Yeah, just a little bit, but that is really I've, you're not the only person who I've heard who shares that same opinion. Uh okay. So you're not alone. Uh, the game features uh, fully voiced NPCs, which was the first for the series, and the music uh, from composer Jeremy Sewell. Uh, upon release, Oblivion was a critical and commercial success, winning a number of industry and publication awards. It was praised for its impressive graphics, expensive game world – expansive game world, I was going to say – for I was like, what's who cares how much they spent on it? Uh, expansive game world uh, and a schedule – and schedule-driven NPCs and is considered one of the greatest games ever made. Following a number of smaller content releases, Bethesda released two expansion packs for the game, Knights of the Nine and Shivering Isles, which were bundled with The Elder Scrolls IV Oblivion Game of the Year Edition in 2007 and later re-released as a fifth anniversary edition in 2011. Oblivion was followed by a game we've already uh, talked about a little bit, which was The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim in 2011. like I told you before going to open it up to you. Is there any important uh, like uh, uh, I guess the tidbits that we need to know about this game that we left out before getting into your personal history?
1: Uh, there's so
0: much, <laughs> but
1: well, uh, I mean, not, not that you left out, but there's just so much details uh, on top of it that are like, I think what makes it even more fascinating yeah. to me as a game than like Skyrim even. Um, Well, you know, I and I'll just start out with the game where you, you, it, similar to Skyrim you're in a jail cell and Ooh. the very first thing you see is a character on the other side just berating you berating you for like being like you know horror you know like they'll pick, pick something about your race that's a dark elf and like berate you about oh, race yeah. even if you're a dark elf you know they will berate you wow. about being a dark elf <laughs> um, and then the game opens with the king uh like coming into your cell and being like, We need to like blow up the part of your cell to like go um, you know, find get escape. But the king's like, You you, you were in my dream last night. Oh, that's really weird. You were in my dream anyway, and then leaves, you know, and you fall through like the cave that he went through, and you finally meet him, you know, up and he says, like, you need to f- find my son. This is like the random son that I've never seen before, a bastard son, because he's the only one that can like solve this crisis that I'm about to be in. And then the king gets killed. Um, and so that's how the game begins. And then you escape the prison and you see the wilderness, you know, the wild wilderness. Um, here's the thing about Oblivion and Skyrim, the main big difference. And Skyrim, you're the chosen one. You're the dragonborn. Everyone, it's like, oh my God, you're the one. You're gonna save the world, everything. And in, in Oblivion, you're just some guy. Yeah. <laughs> you're just a <laughs> guy that was given a task to do a thing to find the chosen one. And you can help the chosen one. But you're not like no one cares about you. Ultimately, like, yeah. you're not the one that saves the world from a big disaster or anything. Uh, so in in a way, it kind of makes you even feel like, do I even need to do the story? I did not need to do the story. Yeah. A lot of people don't do the story in Skyrim. But dragons keep appearing so you're like okay fine i gotta do the story so dragons stop appearing and yes. you know fucking up my like side quest that i was currently doing you know yeah um, so there's a lot more tension with skyrim Ooh. and there's a lot more like significance but in oblivion you're just some guy who's like an errand boy for the chosen one which i think is hilarious when you look back on it but also like, you know, just like the whole idea of the game is that you were just in the king's dream. You're not like even yeah. that important. He's just like, you you look familiar, and then then you're off and you can do whatever. Um, but yeah, that's that's like the main thing. That's okay. the main difference, I think, cool. about uh you know, in a, in a lot of ways, you could see like Skyrim, you know, a lot of movie directors will remake their indie movie, but they'll put in a big star and it's the same story. And, you know, and like, yeah. there's more stars and there's more like com- comedic moments and there's less like nuance maybe or whatever. And Skyrim is a lot like that for Oblivion. It's like, well, we gotta, we gotta pump it up, you know, like yeah. everything has to be epic and big and crazy. Um, whereas like Oblivion's kind of like, you know a lot the the people at top were kind of asleep you know that yes. you know so they let the creative people do whatever the hell they wanted and that, yeah. that's why the game's a little i i think better overall but like skyrim does i will concede it does have its moments
0: yeah okay very cool well you know the first thing i want to know is how the heck you got your hands on this game or how you even heard about it if you remember Oh, yeah, I do. Um, I'm going to set the stage. Oh, please. Um, You know, I
1: so I you know, a lot of my friends were getting jobs. So, you know, a lot of people were turning 16 and then getting or 15 labor laws in Arizona. Yeah. Um, (laughs) uh, (laughs) uh, There's a lot more about that. Uh, and they were getting jobs at various stores, like Target, you know, whatever. And I was like, ooh, I want a job, you know. And and I was like, but I'm also not super motivated. Uh, kind of middle class experience, you know, typical. Yeah. Um, but like, you don't need one, but I would like one. Plus, my family's not going to give me money for just to go out, you know, or, or yeah. whatever. It's just like that. That's where it starts to end. Maybe, maybe a little even earlier, where it's like, you know, we don't, we, we you want to just do things <laughs> uh, yeah. no <laughs> you're gonna need um, money for that kid yeah yeah and we're not yeah um and uh so yeah i got a job specifically with the goal in mind to get an xbox 360 now that's uh, was, motivation enough right there yeah it was gonna take I, I you know i i also you know i i got the first paycheck and like calculated how many weeks to uh to get a 360 i think it was like maybe three or four weeks okay um you know to get that you know back then when like minimum wage was what like six or seven dollars an hour just pennies yeah yeah and then there's taxes on top of that you're like i'm 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 a teenager what what taxes are you taking yeah really um, uh it was a Harkins movie theater. I remember specifically that Ooh. I was uh it was the week uh or around the week of Ice Age, the meltdown that was two thousand and six okay. sequel to Ice Age. So that meant a lot of like messes in the movie yes. theaters. A-, a lot of kids, <laughs> yes, diapers. Uh, I you know, people just were like, you know what? I'll just throw the dirty diaper on the floor Whatever. oh no, yeah, people were. Or You find out people are just, they just don't care. They Like I bought a ticket,
0: slobs, you know, just throws things on the floor and you're like. There's something about a movie theater too, where it's like the lights go off and it's so dark when you're like all like outside of the, unless you're in the lobby, it's really dark everywhere. So people probably are like, no one can see me do this. Right. Gosh, I'm sorry, but so you're there.
1: Yeah, yeah. And also working concession stand. And I remember like, you know eight hours and being like have i gotten a break no i haven't gotten a break is oh this my normal? gosh i guess it's normal awful <laughs> just truly yeah i'm i'm you know harkins is out there they still exist i think there's one in california but yeah a lot of <laughs> a lot of laws broken at harkins but yeah i i finally saved enough money i remember going to the best buy getting an xbox 360 Elder Scrolls Oblivion. That was the game kind of at the time I already had Halo 2 and it was backwards compatible It was back before they started screwing with backwards compatibility so they could get more money from people. Yes, you know, what a glorious beautiful time that was. Um, And uh, yeah, I I opened Oblivion and I started playing it and it was my first kind of open it was kind of open world RPG I you know did the whole story steps. it was interesting. The first time I played that game, uh, pe- people who have played it know that there's like a ship out, like just docked or whatever. So I was like, okay, I'll just go over there, and explore. They're like, hey, it's an inn, you want to sleep? I was like, oh, I played RPGs, you know, inn, it was sleep you sleep and then you wake up and you get like a text saying like it went to sea and you're like lost out to sea and there's a whole side quest where you're like trying to figure out like how to get back to land basically oh my gosh through, through the corridors of the ship yeah you have to do certain you have to battle certain people and figure it out so it was just like it was so crazy that you know i never had a game do that where it was it it, it just like instantly involves you on the like whole yes. detail of a thing you know you just kind of you just pick a thread and you're just in a whole new part of the game um and yeah that's when it really kind of dug its hooks into me is, yeah this is uh you know this is a a different thing you know a different game than usual um yeah uh that's that's basically the context I I it was cool. it was the first time I was really drawn into a uh an open world rpg uh as opposed yes. to like a linear rpg
0: yeah so that that first of all thank you for setting the table for us in yeah. your context that's really int- i love i love the detail we got um yeah. i guess one thing i would like to know for you uh you already told us sort of how it caught you which was right. like this fun unexpected side quest mm-hmm. but what other details um stick out to you when you look back at your memory for this game like do you because i'm I'm just thinking about like when I played Skyrim, I was one of those people who has never finished the main quest, but it's in my top ten favorite games ever because yeah. I like to wander, follow a side quest, do a guild thing. What are some other details about the game, whether granular or broad that you uh, that re- that you remember enjoying?
1: Yeah, I, I you know, I actually, I think during the pandemic mm-hmm. bought rebought Skyrim for the switch and played it a little bit. And uh, some of the reminders of, like, some disappointments came back because the Dark mm-hmm. Brotherhood quest in Oblivion is so f- way different than the one in Skyrim. For starters, the way that you get into, I you know, I don't remember exactly how you get into the Dark Brotherhood in Skyrim. Maybe you have to remind me. But in, in Oblivion, it's just if you randomly kill an NPC, then it'll be like, there's like, next time you sleep, you'll have like a note that says, like, hey what's up guys well, I know what you did you oh know. wow why don't you come and you're know, like a guy a guy might show up and be like I, I, that's it a guy shows up and it's like hey that was kind of cool what you did you randomly killed an innocent NPC and you could be like uh I didn't know that he was innocent and you're like doesn't matter doesn't matter yeah. and you're like okay all right okay tell wow. me more and then and then you get a quest from the Dark Brotherhood, and uh, from there, that 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 storyline gets a little windier and weirder. There's one um, uh, uh, side quest that is uh, very famous from Oblivion uh, for the Dark Brotherhood called Who Done It, where mm-hmm. they like you have to go to a mansion, and there's like five or six or seven NPCs, and you're the killer but no, you, but you can like kill them in any way you want. You could kill them directly. You can wait till they're asleep, kill them. You could poison their food. You could do like, s- like hundreds of different things and you can start like, you know, making other people suspect of the other person. Yes. So you're like, it's very much like among us or whatever, you yeah. know, but more, more story driven, you know, you can like intimidate, you can persuade people to like, I think that guy is a killer. I think this guy's a killer. Um, and there's just so many, like, I think more inventive ways in uh the Dark Brotherhood like that. Um, yeah. there's a point where you have to just kill the entire Dark Brotherhood, and you have to, and that's kind of like an advanced version of that. You can Ooh. start pitting people against each other, it's more manipulation. Um, and then that whole like there's a part in that, and, and I'm I know I'm spoiling a lot of the game, but like there's a part in it where you get so far in that you start getting these mysterious kills. And then the guy that runs the Dark Brotherhood's like, what are you doing? Like, like, will like stop you and be like, what, what the hell are you doing? Like, it, like, you've been killing members, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, like, and like, you have to find out who is the traitor at all this, you know? Mm. So um, That's- there was just like a lot of good, like storytelling in the guilds that were, was more fascinating. I remember in Skyrim, for instance, like the Fighter's Guild, it feels so short, you know, mm-hmm. you become a werewolf, and then that's basically it. You know, um, Dark Brotherhood was was fun, but it, it didn't hit that heights of like, you know, what these kind of mysteries and everything. Um, yeah, kind of, uh, maybe a, w- a little more self aware of itself. That's um,
0: that's funny you say that because I I've I've played through that game a few times, like deep into many of the quest lines and 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 uh, guilds of Skyrim a few times, and yeah, I don't remember the dark brotherhood being a very long quest. I mean I'm sure it's longer cuz I don't know maybe my mind is sort of uh squishing it to be smaller right upon remembering right. but I want to say that your uh well what you're feeling is accurate uh or yeah. I think I did the um like there's like the college quest in that one where you try to become like the the he- not the head mage but I- some mage quest Mm-hmm. And that took a little longer, but that was mostly because I kept getting lost yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah. less of like there were yeah. more steps or sto- or things. like story beats. So, yeah, I, you know, I hate
1: to like, you know, compare it so much uh, Skyrim and Oblivion. But I mean, it's there is some things that I, I really do appreciate more in Oblivion. I know there's definitely problems like the the you know, what Skyrim got better overall is like the dungeons are a little more um design better like a lot of the oblivion ones are kind of like you're just kind of it's a mess mm. um, i'll say a big memory of this so one that i remembered and i wanted to share yeah i i back in the day i i was i i i kind of there's like the bonuses you get in dark brotherhood quests if you do certain things successfully um and i was failing a few of them i think i reloaded an older save because i wanted to like do them better yes. and I also got a game facts guide I printed out
0: the guy <laughs> for game taking facts. me back
1: yeah 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 and I I I might have printed out a second copy because my mom discovered them and she read through them and she's like what game are you playing William <laughs> oh my
0: God. and like- she's like and how can I get my hands on it
1: <laughs> <laughs> she was very concerned and she got really mad she's like this is like the game where you're, you're killing people. You're, you're, you know, she was like very disturbed. I mean, she's watched me play Halo and stuff, you know, before that, that didn't disturb her, but just like the kind of like how, how, how complex
0: and dark, the
1: dark brotherhood was. was,
0: Interesting. Uh, I almost felt bad. (laughs) That's, oh, that's so, that's so funny, but it's cool to hear how uh, in, I guess, engaging and uh, detailed and de- deep these quests are in that game. As far as, um, you know, living in the world or create or like, you know, growing your character. Um, do you remember anything around that? Because that's always like a bi- that was a big thing for me in my one Elder Scrolls experience. Right.
1: Uh, The other big thing with uh, Oblivion is that Cyrodiil is a huge city. I I think Mm. bigger than uh, any of the ones in Skyrim and it feels really lived in. There's like different districts. There's Mm. a fighter, uh, a fighters, um, like a brawl, what was it? Like a a gladiatorial kind of uh, that you can like become like the big, um, you know, famous, like, you know, like the, the big hero, the champion of uh, Cyrodiil. So yeah. people will start treating you differently you get an admiring fan who Ooh. is like you know super hyped about you and will hype you up and you can also leer into the forest and kill <laughs> <laughs> and then get your like uh you know uh, entry into the dark brotherhood um so there's that uh you know it, it it does feel a little more lived in where like people do have their different uh they 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 you know they're they're walking um uh, What's it you like you kind of described it where they, they they have everyone has their root uh i think skyrim does too but there's also just a lot of like with if with oblivion you can talk to everybody with skyrim there's some characters that are just kind of there there's oh, like, the like they might
0: have like one thing to say if you interact as opposed to opening up like a dialogue options yeah 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 okay cool
1: do that with everyone in oblivion and and also everyone in oblivion also looks if you look at like the pictures of them you know they're so uh they they're ugly <laughs> they're, yes. they're really every character is extremely ugly whereas skyrim everyone is it's it, in that way it's like they no one was a lot you know like thinking of like these quirky things to to fix that whereas skyrim they they totally did and you know they made yeah. sure to fix everything um but uh you know there's just i'm trying to think of what else in oblivion
0: there is like did um, you do you remember at all if you had a way you liked to build your character oh, right. Right. um like i'm just curious
1: yeah it was i and i i really want to go back and play these again and do another route but i you know it was like the sneak
0: arrow bow dude and arrow. you got how it's so hard to not go down that route i on my last skyrim playthrough was like i'm going to mage it up but still leaned so heavy on sneak and arrow <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> well it's it's fun because like you know i i when i was younger i really W- I, and I would like to revisit these games, too. It, there's so much of games that I want to revisit that never get re-released. Like a big example is like Burnout Takedown or Burnout Revenge. But mm. the other examples are like the Splinter Cell trilogy, because mm. I feel like my mind was just not complex enough to understand like the stealth. But the stealth in Oblivion and Skyrim, I I get, you know, like I got yeah. totally it was very easy to understand um and so yeah i think that's why we we love that part of it is because it it was very fun to just kind of sneakily shoot people with an arrow yes run away it's it's another thing of like halo and all these games where they're so combat focused and you do it you can snipe for a little bit and then you know then it's like the music starts and you're like okay well i guess the sniping parts ended now yeah i'm in it now yeah and you it's kind of it's kind of lame that no games has kind of been like no, you can just keep sniping people and, uh, and you, you just have to hide
0: more. You can't, you, you don't oh, have yeah. like
1: a combat gun or whatever, you know? Yeah, that would,
0: that would be cool. Be great... Like, obviously these games and others, they have like a, a, like a stealth attribute that that you can build or a sneak attribute, but yeah, it would be cool if you really could like m- manipulate that and lean even more heavy. That's a, that's a good idea. kind of reminds me of, have you played the Metal Gear Solid series at all?
1: A little bit, a little bit.
0: There's. Yeah. There's one there's all this basic this isn't a huge spoiler there's a sniper battle i think in every one of these games and in one of them there's a character who moves around this whole map and it would be cool if you could sort of do that is just yeah. what i'm feeling uh i think i know about
1: that i think i've heard about that it's kind
0: much. of a famous uh little battle um yeah. so a couple questions for you too um or the first thing i want to know is uh can you paint the picture for me or like scene paint uh, where your xbox 360 was set up what was that room like any details that you can give us
1: yeah it was uh um it was chandler arizona uh uh it was the uh, second story room uh, i had a tv that you know it was like those big box tvs not the flat yes, screens that we had the old have. crt's yeah, and it's a full screen, no widescreen. You know, it had yep. <laughs> it was an old older TV with like a you know it had a VHS thing that I stopped using a long time ago. You yes, know, by that point,
0: like like um, uh, that was built into it.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I love those. Yeah, uh, and uh, it was on like a, uh, I try to, it was it was on like a white metal I forget like a stand I,
0: I or something. Stand.
1: yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, it was, you know, I I sat on my bed or sat against my bed and would play it for uh, for hours. Uh, I love
0: that. Yeah. Uh, I love a second story too. I've always lived in a single story homes, but like my best friend growing up had a two story, and it was just I don't know why that was so fascinating to me, yeah. but I love there was something so cool about two story homes. Uh, mm-hmm. so th- thank you. Um, you've and you've also sort of dove into you know, a lot of the, a decent amount of the context already, um, of like how you got this, where you were working. Are there any other details, um, or memories, broader specific that you want to share about this time? Uh, whether it's when you were playing it, not to do with the game or in game stuff that you remember?
1: Huh? I, 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 it's, it's one of those things of just I, I want to like kind of even talk in broader aspect of like Please. just, you know, just the uh, like I, I I feel like a blitz while Skyrim kind of, you know, was disappointing in some regards. It was, you know, um, it was great in others, but I, you know, as we kind of talked earlier, it just seemed like a drop off, you know, El- did have you played the Elder Scrolls online?
0: No, uh, I haven't. No,
1: I mean, like, like so many people war fans of it you know they they never starfield is someday coming out you yeah know, like, um I, the the fallout games were fun um but then fallout 76 you know online it just seems so weird that it there was this kind of a drop off of of people creating like mo- games like this um yeah uh other than that i don't know a uh, 360 that was like my first game for 360 and i i really I I love that console quite a bit, you know, a year later, Bioshock came out and that kind of build on like oblivion in a way of, it was more linear of course, but that was uh, a first person game with their own secrets and mysteries. Um, And yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just, uh, I feel like there's still so much room for people to improve on with the Elder Scrolls and these kind of first person games. So the story driven games. Yeah. And it just seems to be disappointingly uh, like just left to indie developers, um, which is great. And that's kind of what pulled me back into gaming a lot Mm. is the indie developers. But um, there's just not many games like Oblivion or the Elder Scrolls uh there's also the thieves guild uh you know i'm my brain's all scattershot about it but um oh, the okay. thieves guild quest was very much a uh like who you don't know who the uh person who runs the thieves guild was until the very end it just kept you guessing Ooh. you know like you'd meet him and he has the cow on but you're not sure you know it, it would kind of keep you guessing throughout the whole and you find out that the whole the whole reason i'm i know i'm spoiling but the whole reason of it like all the whole lead up of the quests for it was for him to get revenge on somebody or like kind of like for him to get back at like, you know, somebody. So you're, again, with like Elder Scrolls, you know, in games back then, or, you know, maybe just we need it more of just, you're not the chosen one. This game's not about you. And that's something you learn in when you're a kid, you know, that, you know, like so many stories, we love stories because they're like, they try to make the uniqueness of a person, but like almost kind of more fascinating in a way is just be like, you know, what's that guy's story. Who's just kind of chilling out in the background, you know, like what's what, you know, and, and you learn about yourself in like a greater context of, you know, of, uh, of, of, of the world, you know, uh, yeah. at, at the end of oblivion, uh, at the end of the main quest line, it ends um and people just go on with their lives yeah you know, like, like normal you, you kind of realize that it, it, it you know like this thing affected mostly people at the top not the whole world yes. you know and and uh and that's how most
0: that's <laughs> most so, things are yeah that's so interesting and re- more relatable yeah. and unfortunate and like a little true to life too yeah. uh yeah in in a bit of a sad way but like it's truthful and it's kind of funny uh as yeah. well it's, um, very,
1: it's very funny yeah it's that, like also like return to monkey island where like you know he's kind of you know he's not even that great of a pirate yes <laughs> you yes know? he's he's not the chosen one he's just kind of a guy that stumbled upon a thing and he's just obsessed with it you know yeah
0: um, it's so true um <laughs> So, well, Will, I do have some fun uh, post-show segments prepared for you based on your choice today, but before we get into that, I just wanted to leave open a moment for you to either uh, to, like, put a bow on whatever place Oblivion held for you. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, you know, uh, from Knights of Old Republic to that, um, Oblivion was uh, a place where I, I kind of realized that video games could really have do anything in in terms of story it was kind of you know i you know i didn't didn't even say but like i didn't really play the grand theft auto games until later oh yeah ps2 and and stuff like that um but uh I, i i didn't have a ps2 so that's like a whole like that's a whole other story yeah um so i missed out on all of those but oblivion was a place where you could just uh you find you just kind of stumbled upon stories you could talk to every single person in every city and you could just it just felt like a, a world um that mm. uh that few games have kind of uh have done since and i you know it's always going to be the game that kind of got me into i guess more open world games and uh storytelling in games in general so it's always going to be that kind of i i, I hope i Someday get the Xbox Series S, X, or whatever, yes. and maybe I can game pass
0: that game. I'll, I'll go back to that before. I think uh, Skyrim. Let me do also, a quick. Yeah, I'll go do ahead. a quick Google, but I think it, it. There's a chance it's available, but I don't want to build it up and then it not be. So sorry. To, sorry to interrupt you for that. Um. But uh. Yeah. Did I? Did you? Was the? Did you get to wrap um, up what you were saying? I'm sorry. I, I don't think there's much
1: else to say. I. I that that game was um. Is is and remains very unique to me. Probably my favorite Elder Scrolls, and probably my favorite like first person open world RPG.
0: Still. Awesome! So I love that. Well, we do have, we have a little more to do today, but uh, I say it like their chores. But Will, thanks so much for sharing your experience with this game. I really appreciate it. Yeah, hundred percent. And uh, I, it looks like it is available on Xbox, but it, I don't think it's a Game Pass game. Um, I think it is one that you purchased, but I, it still remains to be. Holy seen. I'm looking at a Google search result, so who knows how reliable that is. Well, as we get ready to close out today, I'll go ahead and lead us into our fun post-show segments, the first of which is the Fact Me by Your Game segment, where I just share fun facts with my guest about the game that they've brought on today. Um, so these could be anything from Easter eggs to development history, uh, cheat codes, whatever. So... I've got some fun uh, facts uh, for you. Uh, all that I pulled from a great YouTube channel. Did you know gaming? Do you ever you aware of this channel at all?
1: No, there's so many, but like the gaming
0: stuff. I yes.
1: really do a gaming show, maybe. <laughs> yeah,
0: this is a I highly recommend. Did you know gaming? Um, it's a it's a wonderful uh, series of, of of you know YouTube videos, but. Anyway, I'll go I've got 3 for you today. So actually I actually normally I have like one or two. So here here we go. Um the first one I have titled Otherworldly Dining. Uh, now two of the shops in Oblivion, they are called the Main Ingredient and the uh, and Three Brothers Trade Goods. Don't know if uh, you remember these specific shops at all. Um but they get their names from real-world restaurants in the state of Maryland, which is where Bethesda Studios is located. So these are based on real places i looked them up and three brothers trade goods is an italian restaurant and main in the main ingredient is like i guess a cafe bakery (laughs) that's cool yeah uh it's funny you know to see you know have developers be like well we're thinking of names for these shops and like i don't know what to call them what if we just did a reference to a place we go to in town so yeah uh some destinations uh, if you ever visit Maryland. Um, yeah,
1: I, I can I just cut in and say like please. I played Grand Theft Auto 5 and I was like, "Cool, I'm going to go to the Valley because that's where I mostly <laughs> lived."
0: There is no Valley in
1: Grand yes. Theft Auto 5. <laughs> that's so
0: funny. It's like it does it cut off at like the like the Griffith Park Hollywood yeah, Hills. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> that is a fun thing that I I liked about LA Noir was like sort of going to like downtown LA or like the east side and just just driving around places i knew uh the second of which uh, of these facts i have titled nobody paid the troll toll now there's a bridge near a town of breville uh, that has the remains of a dead troll beneath it Uh, and i guess when examining the remains of this troll one of the items that is found on the body is a poorly written note that is clearly from the troll itself do you know anything about this at all Oh, I don't remember. There's so, the, many, there's so that, many. That's kind of the uh, fun thing about this game is there's so much to discover that, like, I was hoping you didn't. Uh, anyway, the tr- the note reads, uh, me, worst troll ever. Nobody pay bridge toll. Me, not scary enough. Me, get drunk and kill self. Troll drown. Uh, and this is this seems to be a specific uh, reference to the three billy goats gruff uh fable where it's the three goats each one promising then the troll who is asking for the troll toll or he'll eat them that there's going to be a bigger one next and then finally the third i think uh billy goat so big that it knocks the troll into the water uh <laughs> so just a funny reference to an old uh i guess i guess it's a fable uh, or a story um the uh the last of which i have for you for these facts is the is Lo- i just have titled Uh, Lord of the Rings references. I guess you could call this one fact to rule them all. Um, So the Elder Scrolls series often makes references to other fiction, which is pretty common in gaming. Uh, And during uh, the unfriendly competition quest, you can find a manifest note detailing names of people who have recently passed away. And one of the characters is named Oford Gobbings, uh, who who has... Uh, it's also detailed what the character had on them at the time, all of which are strikingly similar to the items that uh, Frodo had, whether it be his, like, his, uh, I think the, it's like an el the elven cape that he has that's green that can help him blend in places, the, his, his sword, which is Sting. And it even has uh, written down that there's a gold ring with an inscription on it and in parentheses says cursed. Uh, and, of course if you uh, actually I feel like I remember this somewhat yeah that's it, cool it, it it's very possible and the name oford gobbings uh is just scrambled up way to spell Frodo baggins uh mm-hmm. so very funny but uh that's just one Lord of the Rings reference there could be more um but that's I, it for the sorry go go for I it. have
1: I have one I think I think oh I, I, and I, I looked this up I just want to make sure please um but uh yeah, it seems like each uh, Morrowind, Oblivion, and um, Skyrim have uh, uh, different scenes from The Lusty Argonian Maid. Oh, yeah. Now we're talking. That's <laughs> some good reading. Uh, and it's uh, different parts. Uh, but in the, this one, the, it, it ends with, cleaning, eh? I have something for you. Here, polish my spear.
0: But it <laughs> is huge. And then it ends. <laughs> That's <laughs> that's so funny i remember that in uh, the lusty argonian Maid in skyrim and i'm so pleased to hear that it was in the up- morrowind in this uh yeah. or like ver- like passages someday uh, we'll get the whole thing maybe i don't know oh, come on bethesda um who needs a new game just give us the lusty argonian Maid. <laughs> uh uh that so that'll do it for the game uh the the factory buyer game segment and i'll lead us into the game recommendations of course my one forced tie into the movie Call Me By Your Name, which this podcast is affectionately named after. So I'm going to treat Oblivion as your passionate summer love from Italy that you are eventually going to move on to and to have new flings, as as always happens for people. Um, So each of these is going to have something in common with the game that you brought on today. Uh, So the first of these three is if you want another open world RPG, but you want... Instead of this new, this beautiful Xbox 360 graphics and this voice acting, you want to go back to the eight-bit era with plenty of characters and and uh, you want it to be really difficult. A lot of stipulations I put on this one. Uh, I'll go ahead and recommend a game I don't like playing. Zelda 2, uh, the Adventure of Link. Mm, yeah. Are you familiar with this second Zelda game? Yes, I think I, yeah. yeah. it's like part overworld part side scroller it's a full like rpg with like spells and all sorts of stuff um and attributes uh that's your first recommendation uh the second one i think you may have played based on what you said some stuff you detailed earlier but if you're tired of the whole medieval setting and you're ready for the post-apocalypse baby in an open world i'll recommend a game that came out i think two years after this from bethesda fallout 3 yeah, yeah. um i have played it i I do like it quite a bit Hmm. um i
1: need to play it again maybe
0: uh that is a game pass game i can tell you i've i haven't played it in a since god of war ragnarok came out but i was streaming this game and really loving it a lot uh which i didn't i think i i like the setting even better than skyrim it's just it's so good uh and lastly Before I give you the final recommendation, I'm going to just define the word oblivion. So the definition, according to dictionary.com, is the state of being unaware or unconscious of what is happening. Now, keeping that in mind, if instead of that state of mind, you want to have a game that is incredibly self-aware, almost too self-aware that it's a video game, I'll go ahead and recommend Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty and i won't spoil any of how that happens in the game but let but there's plenty of opportunity for the yeah. game to make it clear that it knows it's a video game
1: yeah 100% yeah i i, I just need to just do it just jump in all to the metal, metal gear games oh i love go.
0: them they're they're unfortunately a little difficult to find ways to play now because yeah. they're not available on playstation the playstation store um like i have a playstation 3 which i've Used like a hd collection to play they're on the vita playstation 2 if you can get your hands on a cheap ps2 that might be the easiest way to play uh yeah, it's it's
1: tempting i mean that and like you know when will wind waker come out on re-release like gosh. uh when will burnout I, I mean see i have this whole rant about burnout paradise where you know like the burnout games they had the crash mode burnout paradise kind of removed that mm-hmm. and it's like what why would you do that? Yeah. <laughs> but um, but there's just a whole many... There's, I don't understand the gaming
0: world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's many
1: unclear things.
0: Th- there's so many... Th- it seems like, oh, it seems obvious that this should be out or available, and it's so much is just not. But anyway, that'll yeah. wrap up the game recommendations, and that will actually bring us to the end of the episode. So, Will, before we go and, and you know, re-plug anything we've plugged today, thanks so much for doing this. This was so fun to hear... Uh, to have you on and hear about your experience with Oblivion.
1: Yeah, thank you so much, Connor. Uh, I'm I was, was very glad to finally do this.
0: I have been listening to podcasts since uh, COVID. So <laughs> hey, there we go. Well, thank you for listening and and again, thanks for being here. Um, w- anything you want to plug on your way out? Uh,
1: william evanscom You can see all my content there. Um, and you can follow me at William.I.G. on Instagram. Uh, I'm on Twitter now. Uh, I don't know if. I, I don't know how much longer, yeah. we'll all be <laughs> yeah. on Twitter. but I thought, you know, what the hell it's, it's, it's all crashing down. Might as well try to give this another shot. And, uh, you can find me at fifth best will I'm honest, the, but I don't know what the
0: first four are, but, uh, I'm definitely the fifth. I, I, hey, there we go. The um, well, I'll put your socials in the show notes as well as your website and people can just click. All right. Sounds great. Connor. Awesome. Well, I'll go ahead and just close us out uh, with some plugs of my own. The show art for Call Me By Your Game is done by Glenn J. You can find Glenn and his other wonderful work on Instagram at Glenn with 2 The show is produced and edited by the great Jeremy Schmidt. You should check out his show, Video Games, a Comedy Show, more of a roundtable-style discussion that is also on this network. You can follow me on social media at Connor underscore McCabe. Uh, You can also follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash cons is cool 69 and that's C-O-N-Z. But again, there's links in the show notes uh, where I haven't been streaming much lately because I've mostly been playing on my PS5 uh, with the new God of War. But follow me there because I will continue to stream. Uh, And lastly, a couple things is uh, lastly – Um, Of course, you can check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash supermpcradio. If you like this show, uh, the entire archive is there, as well as all 29 uh, Call Me By Your Game co-op episodes, uh, which Will was just featured on. So um, those are all there at the $10 DJ Toad tier. And lastly, um, on the way out, we have one more, if you're listening to this, uh, on Wednesday, the day this releases, November, I think 23rd, that'll be. We have one more uh, November stream that we are doing here at the network where we are raising awareness for men's health issues and uh, donations for Zero, the end of prostate cancer. And that's going to be this coming Tuesday at uh, roughly 7 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, so keep your eyes open on our socials. We'll be tweeting about it. We're going to have our final Mario Party 2 stream where we try to raise uh, – meet our goal once again. Um, So yeah, if you want to come support or hang out or even donate to a great cause, a vetted charity, you can find us. uh, That's going to be it uh, on my Twitch at twitch.tv slash cons is cool69. That'll do it uh, for this episode of Call Me By Your Game. We will see you on the next one.